Hello and welcome to another episode of How I Like Maths, which is all about how maths is used in real life. My name is Nahid. I'm the host of the show. I'm also applied mathematician. I did a PhD in it. I'm also the founder of Bungie Pie, which helps children learn maths using storytelling, animations, and real life applications. Higher Like Maths is my own initiative to introduce you to great minds in the space of maths and its applications. Today, I have a great speaker who is also an old friend of mine, Dr. Puyan Jamshidi. Puyan is an assistant professor in computer science and engineering at the University of South Carolina and visiting researcher at Google. He is the director of Artificial Intelligence and Systems Lab where he and his students and postdocs design novel artificial intelligence and machine learning algorithms and investigate their theoretical guarantees. He is also interested in applying machine learning and AI algorithms in high impact applications, including robotics, computer science, healthcare, neuroscience, space exploration, engineering, and science. Recently, he was awarded $1.2 million from National Science Foundations for his breakthrough ideas in artificial intelligence. Prior to his current position, Puyan was a research associate at Carnegie Mellon University, US and Imperial College London, UK. He received a PhD in computer science, a master's degree in system engineering, and a bachelor in applied mathematics. In this episode, he will talk about the mathematical foundations required for building up a career in artificial intelligence space. This is quite an interesting topic um, for a lot of people because AI is getting very interesting and taking over. So you might like to know why you should learn math to be able to build up a career in this space if you're interested in it. Anyway, that's one of my favorite topics, by the way, and quite an interesting one. Before listening to our conversation, please don't forget to subscribe to our platforms and support us to continue this great work. We hear every single day uh, machine learning and data analysis and, and things like that, right? AI. So um, right. I think this just they, this sounds so familiar these days because we hear them so many times. But I think uh, we like someone like you to um, kind of explain it in a very, very simple way. What is this uh, machine learning? What is this data analysis? 100% sure there are so many fantastic people that they can explain <laughs> what they are learning a lot better than me, uh, but I will try. Um, yeah, no, sure. So um, uh, basically uh, AI is a discipline uh, which, uh, a part of this discipline is called machine learning. Mm -hmm. So AI contains like search, contains uh, a lot of things like including optimization, mm -hmm. uh, including um, like different uh, uh, different even softwares uh, like uh, for example how to search in adversarial environments, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. uh, where it may not necessarily involve uh, learning. Mm. Machine learning actually uh, is uh, is a new uh, subset of AI, mm. which deals with algorithms uh, that learn 
uh, by um, either from data mm. or uh, by doing something in the environment where they are placed in. Mm -hmm. um, so for example, we have different paradigm in machine learning. Um, the most popular paradigm uh, is supervised, it's called supervised machine learning, mm -hmm. uh, where it involves uh, some labeled data. Um, so uh, data is a major part of uh, machine learning or supervised machine learning where consists of, for example, uh, a scene um, and uh, a label which explain what is inside the scene. Mm -hmm. Typically, um, it's even more limited when uh, you have a data point when it consists of a scene. Typically, you see a, a, a small box Mm -hmm. uh, located on a very small part of the scene, like yeah. for example, located on the head of a bird, mm -hmm. uh, and the label uh, says that bird. Mm -hmm. And like, what is inside this scene? So, um, and there are different algorithms uh, and mechanisms to learn from this supervised data. Mm -hmm. um, for example, these days, uh, neural networks are, uh, which has been around for uh, many years, actually since 1950, uh, but they became uh, popular after the rise of big data um, because they, they learn this pattern from that like, massive amount of data through a network of uh, neurons, which somehow emulate uh, what we have in our brain. Besides uh, supervised machine learning, there are uh, two other paradigms. Uh, another one, which again became popular these days, actually, uh, is called self-supervised or unsupervised learning, mm -hmm. where instead of uh, showing or having a label data, you have some data which are not labeled. Um, like, for example, you might have a video stream and you show this video stream uh, part of it uh, to the algorithm and uh, it should predict what would have been what would be the next scene for example mm -hmm. uh, in the uh, in the following in, in like for example let's say a few seconds after this episode of uh, of a uh, you know movie mm. uh, and the most actually Fascinating uh, paradigm in machine learning is called uh, reinforcement learning. Uh, this is uh, the paradigm that typically is used for training something like robots. Mm -hmm. um, and this is essentially a totally different paradigm from the first two paradigms, supervised and unsupervised, mm -hmm. because here in reinforcement learning, we have an agent. Um, so this agent could be uh, like uh, not even, you know, a physical agent, uh, could be robot, could be even a simulated agent in our computer, mm -hmm. but it is embedded in an environment, mm -hmm. meaning that it needs to take an action mm -hmm. and taking this action, for example, moving the box, right? Uh, obviously change the state of the environment. Mm -hmm. And this environment 
send a reward back to the agent. And through this interaction, taking an action and getting some reward, um, the agent learns uh, some policy. Mm-hmm. And the policy um, basically is very simple concept, which says that given a, a state of the environment, what is the best action uh, that agent can do to mm-hmm. maximize the reward? And this is uh, basically uh, this idea also came from like uh, neuroscience, mm-hmm. uh, where uh, like uh, like for example, similar. It's very similar to the way that, for example, let's say if you have a dog, if you want to train the dog, mm-hmm. uh, you know, wants to train the dog to do something, mm-hmm. uh, you show it, and then once the dog uh, does it correctly, you give it a little bit of reward, like mm-hmm. a tasty, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, treat. Uh, otherwise, you don't. And mm-hmm. through this uh, uh, interaction, uh, uh, learning of like uh, some skill uh, by the dog can happen very similar thing as being adopted uh, in, in reinforcement learning. Mm, mm. But in reinforcement learning, computer science, there are obviously like uh, some found some mathematical foundation of mm. uh, reinforcement learning, which um, uh, like some part of it may not needed uh, in neuroscience, for example. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this neuroscience thing is just so fascinating. I, I love that so much. And um, right. I, I've always kind of liked to find someone who is who is able to kind of bridge between maths and AI and neuroscience as well. So if, if you think you can give us like a, a lecture talk. Some... Uh, unfortunately, I'm not an expert in neuroscience. <laughs> I wish I was. Right, I wish yeah. I was. Yeah. It's so fascinating. Yeah. I mean, I read article, what mm. that's it. I, I have I mean, zero expertise in neuroscience. Oh, uh, but, uh, like, uh, but I know that like some idea yeah. in uh, like uh, computing, especially in AI machine learning, um, the root of it is uh, neuroscience, neuroscience. Right? it's motivated yeah. uh, and research uh, from neuroscience. Mm. But now actually uh, like the, uh, the other way, uh, at least uh, what, what I've heard from some researchers saying mm. that uh, what AI now gives to neuroscience become higher than what neuroscience gave to AI. Uh, because also yeah. neuroscientists use a lot of algorithms in AI. Yeah. Uh, because, for example, it is very difficult to understand human brain. It's yeah. very difficult to run experiment in actual brain. Yeah. We know that we cannot. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and and uh, and what we can do, like construct simulated brain like yeah. AI agent yeah. and look at uh, look at it uh, and investigate some. For example, you might have some hypothesis how yeah. memory works. Uh, for example, uh, and and study to uh, you know uh, these AI agents uh, yeah. how, how a deep neural network learns yeah. how these substructures shape mm-hmm. in, in mm-hmm. artificial neural network yeah. and how neuroscientists could maybe build some theory based on these yeah. uh, empirical. Uh, experiments in you know artificial neural network yeah. instead of 
yeah. human neural network. That's very fascinating, isn't it? They, we are able yeah. to code and predict what's going to happen, simulate the stuff. You actually can build that up based on statistical analysis, mathematical analysis, coding, computing, all of that, all the facilities that we've got already, and come up with a model for predicting some behavior or or understanding pathways, understanding how these neurons work and how the like memory works and other sort of you know crazy things that we have. And actually, and we, exactly, you mentioned it perfectly because you mentioned about like learning a model, yeah. and that's fascinating because even in inside reinforcement learning, there there are like two branches. One is model based and one uh, model free, mm -hmm. uh, and and. Uh, even this, uh, these two branches are fascinating. Like this uh, thing that you mentioned is exactly the way how human learns. Also, we we somehow do not repeat something, some uh, act that we know it is stupid, it it is yeah. bad many yeah. times. Mm. Uh, we, we even sometimes even do not even, for example, without even trying of falling out of a cliff. We yeah. know that like, yeah. we, can, we, shouldn't we should not do that, right? Yeah. Even if you're a kid, right? Yeah, yeah. As a um, mathematician um, and uh, someone who is interested in understanding how maths is related to real life stuff or application in engineering, science, or whatever, I would like to ask these questions that how you think your maths background has been helping you develop your ideas and um, you know, taking all these um, research positions and, you know, building up your career, um, how, how this has been helping you and why you think maths is important because I know you're fairly good at it and, you know, it's very uh, applied. Thanks, David. Uh, I wish I was good. <laughs> I, wish <laughs> I, I know was. you are. I'm a very mathematician. Uh, it feels that Honestly, thinking about it, uh, I wouldn't call myself mathematician because also think think that because I've seen so many fascinated, like brilliant mathematicians. Like mm. I have a colleague here, like his name is Wolfgang, mm. and uh, we have a regular. We have also another NSF project uh, with with uh, the mathematics department, which involves Wolfgang. Is like brilliant in, in the insight in math and like the way how he thinks uh, is is totally different. I, I feel that I'm a fraud in front of these brilliant people. Mm -hmm. uh, I wish I had that insight, but uh, at least I could tell that uh, the skill that I learned partly uh, during my uh, training in uh, in mathematics helped a lot to understand at least uh, the theoretical foundation of AI mm -hmm. uh, because at the end of the day uh, uh, at least this uh, AI machine learning which is a branch of computer science you could mm -hmm. tell um, it's very much uh, founded and uh, uh, the foundation of it is in uh, theory, it's in like mathematics. Mm -hmm. uh, like it's uh, not all branches of mathematics, but 
several branches. Like for example, linear algebra is a big part of it. Mm. Uh, the optimization uh, is also a big part of it. Mm. Uh, statistics actually is the main part of it. Uh, and uh, and uh, like even the causal inference statistication that I mm. uh, got the chance to learn very recently is like has a like theoretical foundation which mm. are all mathematics mm. um, and like obviously it uh, it uh, like uh, at least knowing how to like read this theoretical foundation yeah. and think uh, like uh, in this theoretical foundation about the algorithms that we develop the, mm. the kind of uh, new methods that uh, uh, we develop, I mean, by we, maybe my students and postdoc, <laughs> I'm not doing that much. I wish uh, I, I, I could, I, I had time, but, uh, but basically this uh, theoretical foundation, understanding it was super helpful. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and, and uh, that's why, um, at least that's, uh, that's what I can say, how it helped me. Mm. Um, but also, uh, computer science has uh, some uh, other aspects, like, for example, when it comes to coding, coding also, uh, it is very much connected to also a couple of branches in mathematics. Like, mm. for example, discrete mathematics mm. is very much related to software. Yeah. Uh, like, even category theory, uh, which is a, like the heavy, part of mathematics and it's so abstract mm. um, it's very much related to programming languages mm. uh, and, and basically these two disciplines computer science and mm. mathematics you cannot separate them it's, yeah. it's so intervened uh, yeah. with each other it's it's it looks like a same like I would represent it like this even like they have so much commonalities than, yeah. than differences yeah. um, I mean, you still these days. It's so easy to uh, to learn how to code, even how to you know do AI yeah. without yeah. even uh, like understanding the mathematics, mm. because there are tools, frameworks, everything available, and that's so fascinating and that's that's brilliant because um, people can build something that may change our society, our world. Mm. But uh, like it is easy to do it uh, without mathematics. But in order to do something new, to uh, to create something incredible, you definitely need to have some ground in theory, to have some grounding in mathematics, to advance the state of the art a little bit, to push it the frontier of, of like AI. You definitely need some insight in mathematics. Yeah. I mean, again, I wish I had uh, the ability to do uh, better in mathematics mm. so I could do better as a result in AI, yeah. uh, but at least with limited knowledge that I've got. Uh, yeah. I know it's not limited. <laughs> Are you humble about that? Uh, for those who don't know, even doing a, a bachelor degree in applied maths, you can still get a lot of information about different sorts of uh, different branches of mathematics, different subjects that you can get to know the basics like logics and discrete maths, statistics, 
analysis, exactly. uh, theoretical stuff, a backbone, literally backbone of mathematics. And that can give you um, great insight. Um, you might not like, you might not use even the, all the parts of it, but the fact that you are able to think mathematically and, uh, you know, at least understand it, at least when you hear the word, then you know what it is. I think that's a valuable thing. Valuable yeah, thing. exactly. And, and, and even like the, the, the concept or the like uh, branch of mathematics, you are familiar, you're like much more knowledgeable than be like, for example, functional analysis, if functional you remember. Functional analysis, yeah. yeah it is like, uh, I mean, like now I understand like, what functional analysis and how useful it is. It is. I remember, like, you remember we had a like fantastic teacher, Shotman. Yeah. I yeah. still remember him, like, the style that he had, yeah. uh, like, teaching functional analysis. I mean, I couldn't see at the time how uh, brilliant he is and how passionate he is yeah. to, like, yeah. <laughs> about yeah. this mathematics. Yeah. At the time, it was so tough for me to understand mm -hmm. uh, things at least i could see a little bit it is good yeah. but it was like beyond my capability but now i clearly see that how useful it is and like i could see the connection with some like theoretical uh machine learning uh, uh and how like uh how it could help to at least the way how you think about this you know these spaces mm. that you know it might not have some physical realization mm. uh, like Banacher space like and also mapping between these spaces yeah. and how you could you know build some theory in AI mm. Mm. <laughs> using this uh, foundation is so fascinating I mean mm. this connection between these two fields yeah it, it's so tight and uh, mm. Mm. To be That's honest, it was power, yeah. it's quite difficult for me at that time um, to understand that deeply because I found it really difficult. Uh, but um, and 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 sometimes I think uh, I wish they sort of the way they presented the work was a little bit uh, kind of more practical, like because they just constantly talk about theory, 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 and um, yeah. uh, so so it makes it a little bit difficult and challenging to understand. But at the same time, if we could kind of do the things or teach us stuff in a quite a practical way that hey this is the exactly that's the application of it and you can see it and and even do some work um i think that could have helped a lot um that's right that's right but but i i like looking at what you did i i remember like uh your phd and like uh your master all was you know more theoretical and like more fascinating and yeah. i'm sure that like the level that you understood functional analysis of this kind of you know topics uh deeper than me i wish i i could you know develop i remember some students in class mm. i could easily see that they they like they uh they they're deeper uh, in the way how they understand yeah. uh, this fascinating math. Uh, yeah, and it's a, it's a great news for, for everyone, I think, who thinks uh, that what I'm going to do with all this math stuff. Um, I think it's a great news for, um, for people in general that, um, yeah, there, there's actually so many things you can do with it. And, uh, you know, 
It's very practical. Yeah, exactly. This connection, this connection is so important and you made it perfectly. I personally, to, like from my perspective, I had to make this connection myself. Mm. And, and uh, it was tough. It takes yeah. a lot of time. It takes yeah. so many years. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it took me several years until I could go back and look at the theory and the, like this some insight in mathematics mm. to appreciate it mm. because it took time until like i could connect that's you know true. That's true. No, it is not easy where no, uh, it is one of the uh, you know uh, one of the responsibilities uh, of teachers right mm -hmm. to connect these uh, mm. you know branches i mean like uh, you can connect, you know, mathematics with some engineering, with some, you know, other like discipline, even like in computational uh, neuroscience or even theoretical neuroscience or like uh, uh, even in psychology. Uh, yeah. Like there are also branches heavily involved in math, right? Yeah, yeah. And like, uh, and math is a uh, universal language, and yeah. and even we know that like these great uh, physicists mm. like Einstein yeah. and then yeah. uh, like they were mathematicians. Uh, exactly, and like they were mathematicians, right? Yeah. Uh, great mathematicians. They great could mathematician. you know, they uh, could do these fantastic. Yeah build these fantastic mm. uh, theories in physics, which are all, uh, you know, formulated in mass, right? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. There is nothing, and, and that's why I love it, because it, it has a lot of, there are a lot of other disciplines which rooted in, uh, yeah. in mathematics, and they could not advance their field without math, right? Yeah, yeah I and do that's that. Yeah, yeah. Actually, um, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but um, when I started my postdoc, I, I, I did some works on quite interdisciplinary like neuroscience and maths. And we were part of the a research institution at used at Sydney University, it's called Charles Peking Center. But uh, we were the only group who actually did um, quite interdisciplinary project and worked on that and you know, used mathematical and computing skills for understanding biological systems. Uh, but that postdoc, um, uh, which was very challenging for me, actually gave me an idea about how education is supposed to be. Because I wish, it's exactly what you said, I wish I could see these things when I was doing my bachelor's degree, when I was doing my master's exactly. degree, when I was doing my PhD. You know, yeah. it, I found that why we didn't have this stuff earlier. Because yeah, exactly. Like, I remember, like, you told me about what you did in your PhD. It is so fascinating. It yeah. is so, like, the, the, the stuff that you work on. Yeah. I mean, yeah. like, you, you, could, you could see it is a fantastic application, right? Yeah, exactly. And, and once you connect it, you love it, you know? You love you, it. You, exactly. The kind of There's goal that you get out of it is, like, you cannot compare it with That's anything true. else. That's true. And I, and I sort of, uh, I think, even for Mark, my company, Vantupar, that is mainly for, for kids, but I just wanted to apply exactly the same teaching method. That is to be, it should be interdisciplinary. Everything should be connected. We shouldn't kind of, you know, we, we should actually get something that is, that is related to that. That's how you can see things because it adds value to it. You have meaning. Um, you answer this question, why I should learn this? Because constantly when it's come to math, 
people would start asking, why should I learn this stuff? You know, in, exactly. So anyway, and I think that most most of the, um, I wouldn't maybe, not everybody in the uh, mathematical kind of education space is like that. Some are quite knowledgeable, but I think in general, that can be to do with teachers because they don't know how to even connect with the stuff because that requires a lot of thinking, uh, to be honest. Yes. And yes. you should, you know, you should, you should get educated, you should get training for it. And you should spend a lot of time understanding how this is connected to that. So um, I don't blame the education system, but I think there is a need, a huge need for it that, you know, things should be. Yeah, positive. but, but I, I mean, like, uh, I agree. And, and I believe, I strongly believe, like, the kind of work, uh, like, like for example your company and the mission that you have is is so incredible and could change the life of so many kids right <laughs> because especially at this age it is important to answer this question that you posed why i have to learn this mm -hmm. right even a simple concept yeah. right uh it is so important I mean, like, uh, I started to, uh, to do this intentionally in the classes that I teach here. I teach three courses, uh, I mean, one course per semester. For example, this course, this semester I'm teaching computer architecture, like uh, next semester I'm teaching machine learning systems uh, and sometimes uh, artificial intelligence. Whenever I am teaching a new concept, I try to emphasize and explain why uh, you need to learn this. Mm. Not only why they need to learn computer architecture, for example, but a concept, a core concept in com computer architecture, why? Uh, I'm spending probably half time of each lecture, mm. half I only explain like, uh why and then i start explain what i remember the first uh statistic course that we had i mean the teacher was i mean he was good in a statistic but mm. he was not good at all in teaching it yeah, yeah. i remember like just writing on, uh, on blackboard some like formula okay, what's your yeah. talking about? Like, what? why? Why? First of all, why should I learn this? Yeah. Like, yeah. what it is? <laughs> yeah. And like, they, like they, they explain what it is, but like, in a way that, okay, like, I could read it yeah. from book, like, it. explain something more than that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And so these, these are very important, especially like at the time when we have to learn, when we have the capacity when we have the uh, you know, plasticity to learn new concepts, like that's a big responsibility of uh, teachers, of teachers. Uh, and, and, and that's, that's important, that, that could change life. Yeah, that's Thank true. I, I remember that, you know, probably most of our lectures during bachelor degree were the same, but uh, the statistical part was um, the worst because I literally got nothing out of it. The lecture was literally writing things on the board, just literally presenting. Exactly, and, and this, is, this is the most fundamental 
course needed in AI. That's the true. most fundamental. Yeah. I mean, I was mad at the time when I faced something that, oh my God, like I had, I should have known about this no, like no, already. Is, why yeah. I like why, why I did not? Why? And then thinking, okay, like it was in the content, but like I simply ignore it because like why? Yeah. Why yeah. should I learn it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I exactly uh, feel and uh, and understand what you're talking about. When you like, it it is not only about like learning it like looking at the formula doing something with it it's about developing some insight based on it yeah, you know this exactly insight right. is is something where it allows you to you know collect things and like make something totally new yeah but with maybe even remembering formula you may not be able to do anything new right That's without true. these insights no, right no. and like these are tough i mean these That's are really like tough. i see great teachers where they focus on these insight and i could see easily how good it is for students yeah that's and i i all the time uh, think about it and mm. what are the missed opportunities what are the opportunities that we miss because of like bad teachers unfortunately uh, teacher. exactly yeah it is very important the role uh, the mission that you have right that's why i love it it's it's so fascinating Thank because because it's it's different kind of teaching and yeah. learning experience yeah. is totally different and, yeah. and it's it's very good it's mm. it's it develops it leads to to some brilliant thing in the future it's it has some it, it will make impact even through generations. Yeah. I, mean, oh, I hope so. Simple, hope so. simple as yeah. that. Is there anything that's been bothering you that you could call it pain points that, you know, during all this journey that you would like to share or talk about it? Yeah, I mean, like, it's, uh, life has been tough, right? Uh, especially moving, like, from country to country, mm. uh, at some point when I was in the US, I, I mean, I couldn't even uh, see my family. I mean, travel back to, yeah. uh, travel to like outside US because yeah. of travel ban. Yeah, totally um, so these, these experiences was, you know, tough. I've uh, been tough and, yeah. and it's, it's not easy, but uh, I mean, like it's part of the life and, and I, I still, uh, think about these uh, positively as, mm. as a kind of experience that put us in an uncomfortable kind of uh, zone, yeah. but it is an opportunity to learn from this kind of maybe difficult situation yeah. because yeah, maybe like we do not get the chance to go outside the US, see family, mm. but we could maybe at least, you know, uh, contribute a little bit in different way right yeah. Yeah, no, <laughs> focusing yeah. on on like research doing yeah. better teaching yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. learning uh, something new yeah. uh, and and like at least i i try to always think about this uh, positively um, and and uh, yeah. but but it is it is tough that uh, the journey uh, uh, i mean any researcher for you yourself, you, yeah. I'm sure you have also experienced yeah, it because like the journey of doing research 
uh, even doing uh, you know PhD, it's 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 not easy. It's it's mm. it involves a lot of you know sacrifice, a lot of you know time commitment, mm. a lot of you know skipping maybe, <laughs> a sleeping, yeah, no, yeah. Uh, uh, all of these. Still, it's it's not easy. <laughs> I, I mean, but but like I like I I love it because I uh, I. I do see myself that I'm lucky that I got a chance to work with some brilliant people. Yeah, and, uh, yeah which is and, very great. Yeah. I think you are a true example of being a very resilient person uh, with quite a, a powerful growth mindset. Uh, and I do value people like you a lot because I know how tough it is. Um, to actually not being able to see your family because of a stupid travel ban for years and years and losing your old social security uh, because of you know this drive and these ambitions and and all of that all the um, fascinating work that you've been doing and all this tough journey you've been through so far so I think um yeah, you're a true example of a lot of people who, who would think, oh, I got stuck in a hard situation. I don't know how to get out of it. Or, you know, being negative about life or, you know, um, dealing with hard situation. I think um, there's a hope for it. And you're an example that you showed actually is possible Thanks. to achieve a lot and start from Thanks. No, no, I, you achieve a lot. I, I did not. I mean, like, I... Um, I achieved something ordinary and I'm happy with mm. it. Uh, um, and yeah, uh, like always like also good friends like you to look up to. Uh, like, uh, oh, thank you. And also like, uh, you know, seeing that uh, it is possible to yeah. maybe do something a little bit positive. Yeah. Uh, yeah. These are the things that I... Uh, I try to, you know, pay attention and learn I from. I know, I know. Uh, I know it's hard, but you made it. And I think it's very valuable. I personally appreciate it a lot. <laughs> All right, Ige. So, um, we, about the, so that's probably um, kind of a question um, for you. Um, but I think uh, that's going to be quite um, useful for a very young uh, students or kids um, your advice to your 14 years old self uh, if you go back in time what would it what would you change or kind of systematic way I would say um, if there is anything that you would love to because it seems to be no there is there is mm. uh, there, there is I mean like about like decision of going through this journey uh, I would do it again and again I have no doubt that mm -hmm. was a journey that I would have to make like like in all versions that mm -hmm. even if I go back many many times I would do it right mm -hmm. uh, but there are a few things that obviously uh, uh, I if I <laughs> would have got the chance to go back. I definitely at least start from something which is related to this discussion. I would definitely uh, pay more attention to some uh, topics, some uh, 
things that I know it uh, is useful, like a statistic, mm. uh, maybe even some, uh, you know, I, I, I mean, these days I, uh, these days I also listen to several podcasts from fantastic physicist uh, mm. like Sean Carroll for mm. example and uh, I mean I, I still don't have any good knowledge uh, from physics and I was bad at it I remember in school yeah. uh, I mean that was uh, I couldn't I mean like my reasoning was that mm. like mathematics is something generalized like could go beyond uh, physics and mm. physics is just one branch but but actually, like there's like some theoretical aspect in physics which could have helped uh, me or someone like me to you know to build some foundation uh, at that age. Uh, mm. You know, just this building some insights again. I wish I had the chance to build it uh, with a lot of them like earlier in life because mm. it's a lot easier. Uh, back then to learn this yeah. uh, foundation, build this insight, which mm. I'm not saying that it is not possible. It's very tough very at this tough. age to build it. It's still possible. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why I, I think that as a human, we may not have even used 10% of our brain, yeah. uh, but it's tough, I mean, uh, to, to learn some even basic concept which a kid could maybe learn in an hour. Uh, I may need to spend a lot of hours. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I do get that. That's, that's one thing. Another thing I, uh, which I think it is important, uh, like, pay more attention to physical activities, even though mm. like I, I mean, pre-university, uh, pre, uh, uh, I've been doing wrestling, soccer a lot. I remember uh, I was active, but I could have been active even at the time more. Uh, mm. And especially during university time, mm. I should have been active, but mm. I was not, unfortunately, mm. uh, I mean, that was a stupid decision that I made, mm. um, but uh, but now I see how important it is and yeah. how good it is for you know your for learning performance in your work, yeah. and that's incredible. Yeah. And that's that's something which I mean <laughs> I wish I had time. I mean these days today, for example, I went to one session boxing, uh, mixed martial arts, and one session yoga, wow. uh, hot yoga, and like, uh, it's so lovely. I, I will like, I cannot wait until next day, go next do something yoga. crazy. Okay. <laughs> and it, it's, uh, it's yeah. fantastic. Mm. I mean, like, but I wish I could, I would have started a lot earlier. Yeah, right? yeah. Uh, no, I did that, yeah. So is too uh, <laughs> yeah. but also maybe some decision in my life i i and i i wish i would have thought about them like a lot better but uh unfortunately i've been uh you know putting my uh focus on you know i was not seeing correctly i i didn't have the right work model mm. unfortunately yeah. I, I needed to learn the lesson and and 
and like la last year especially for me was uh, was important to change even my world view wow, really? <laughs> you know it's it's uh, i mean and and the key thing is is simply knowing yourself uh, myself uh, uh i mean after <laughs> you know so many years yeah finally i i feel i i did a little bit of it only last year wow and, yeah and actually <laughs> not do anything before then and this is so stupid uh but uh i mean these three things uh yeah what do you mean it could be quite yeah, tough but Yeah, yeah. I mean, like again, I I only could say maybe at least I could say that never is late. But sure. I know that uh, you know uh, life could have been a lot better, a lot better if I would have done them like a lot earlier. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, again, uh, no. Yeah. I mean, it's not late. <laughs> no, no, of course not. It's never late. It's never late. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. So I would say the last question for you would be your um, checking ritual. Something you practice every day since that you're quite in, keen in doing exercise and yoga. But is there anything else you would like to do daily on a daily basis and you got a lot of benefit out of it for other yeah. people in your personal life? Yeah, it's like meditation is is the only thing I could say. I mean, like every day I I I wake up. I mean, like it takes at least one and half hour for me to to start be able to start like the day and start working. Mm. I thought I I'm mean, the only one with it. Now I hear that I saw you the same as well. It literally takes. Me yeah, I mean, like I, I tried a couple of times to like. jump and sit on desk and work and yeah. I, i realized that i cannot work and i yeah. did not do anything on, like until the end of the day so wow. it was totally waste of time yeah. so every day when i wake up i mean mm. it at least one hour hour two hours mm. meditation a little bit of workout and you know thinking um yeah. you know like uh listening few things uh uh You know, uh, it's mainly thinking and and listening at the same time, and maybe a little bit of music sometimes. Mm. Uh, but but it's mainly meditation uh, and right. getting ready for the day. That's 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 yeah. um, that's the thing that uh, it's part of my daily routine. routine. Yeah. yeah, and it's a great one. I really like. Okay. So it was a fantastic talk. I really enjoyed that, and I'm so Thanks. glad uh, to see how far you've been Peru and stuff you. It was not far. You is no, it's great. It's a lot, it's great. a lot less than what you guys did. <laughs> it's a quite adventurous journey you've had, and uh, I'm sure you'll see um, quite you know more more of it and more fascinating news Thanks. and the stuff that is waiting for you. Um, but um, Oh, you also suggested that um, you know you want to kind of run a um, or have a series of um, episodes uh, by the yeah, AI. Yeah, I would love to. Yeah, I, I would love, love to. Well. Yeah. From so, time to time, we we go over some you know branches of mathematics. We at least brainstorm. We yeah. discuss. Yeah. I would love to do it because be uh, at least you know uh, for for the audience of uh, your mm. fantastic podcast. Yeah. 
uh, might be useful. And I would love you to do it in discussion with you and maybe some colleagues of mine, yeah. maybe uh, like even uh, some uh, like uh, postdoc that started in my group, Sonam, uh, she is also fantastic in uh, mathematics. Actually, her background is uh, very much similar to you is control mm. systems. Mm. And uh, maybe I uh, or you invite her to, <laughs> to sure. join. The no, I would love to. <laughs> and and uh, I'm sure he, she has like deeper insight in mathematics, especially control theory and uh, systems. Uh, but this is fascinating. Thank you for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, I will have a series of episodes with Puyan and his colleagues um, about applied maths, um, in particular artificial intelligence. And um, I will invite you to keep listening to it because it's getting really interesting. Don't forget to subscribe on platforms and continue supporting us.